welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode number 393, I'm welcoming back to the show, Elisa Keaton. And so God gives us or makes bodies. He makes us male, female, sons and daughters, and he loves our bodies. He thinks they're good designs. Think about that, everyone. Your body is good. Elisa is the creator of one of my favorite ministries, Revelation Wellness. And I'm real picky when it comes to talking about our bodies, fitness, health in general. I get approached by lots of different people to come on the show and talk about it. And Elisa is the only one and my friend Jess Connolly, who has been mentored by Elisa. And that's because I know this is a tender topic. It is for me. This was one of the times where, yes, I know this show is for you, but honestly, God used Elisa to minister to me, and I really needed the help when it came to this specific topic. You'll hear, I get teary, but even after we recorded, Elisa offered to pray for me, and she and I are big believers in inner healing prayer and God's ability to set people free, and that happened for me. It's like an onion, you know, there's always layers and layers and layers. And this was another layer that I needed to be set free from before I walked forward into some really great plans he had prepared for me. And Elisa was that conduit of his grace in my life. And so I know that we're not going to cover all the things when it comes to body shame. And I know that this is this is such a tender topic. But my hope is not only will you be encouraged today by Elisa's words, but you would get connected with her ministry so that God could continue to set you free in this area and that you can recognize that freedom comes from knowing the truth and that we can live in that tension between obsessing and neglect that we can lean on God to empower us to know how to care for these good bodies he's given us. So Let's get right to it. Here we go. Lisa, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Don't Mom Alone. There's there's no way you're alone after six years. You got a whole army of people now not well, momming alone. Sister. I mean, in my mind, I think, oh, yeah, I've interviewed that person. <laughs> and then I'm, I goes look, by. Yeah, I look with my team. I'm like, no, that was six years ago. Yeah, that was actually before I published my first book even. Since then, I've published a book and I'm about to release another one. And so, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And like my whole world, I mean, so if anyone thinks about all that's happened in the last six years in their own lives, like a lot. Completely. A lot, a lot. Uh Uh And uh, I've been really careful when it comes to this topic of body Uh image, of fitness, of health. I really haven't had a lot of guests come on. I think the most recent was Jess and only because she's been discipled by you and your work and, mm. you know, and the Lord in her life. And I just, I know there are women listening. This is such a tender, 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 tender topic. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and you do this work on the daily. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to start? Like, t- you want to talk about what you've been learning about why this is such an important topic around mind, mm-hmm. body, spirit, and the purpose of the body. Like mm-hmm. this yeah. feels like a, a, a battleground where the enemy is like, oh gosh, okay. They take that with them. So let's attack the thing that they take with them wherever yeah. they go. Yeah. Yes. 
and it's it's fallow ground. I feel like mm. when it's come to the body, it's just been fallow ground for so long. We have you know church history, the dualistic thinking, the body's bad, the spirit's good, uh, secular versus sacred. It's just this separation that started to happen. And if you're going to do it, then yeah, go after the physical body and and elevate the spirituality. So I get it. And then diet culture has not, it's been around you guys. It didn't start, you know, we all tend to think, oh, it happened in this, you know, the eighties and all the things we've seen because of media. No, it's been around so long, so long of trying to change our bodies. And even Paul talks about it. Like Paul talking about, you know, for physical training is of some value because back in those times, people were doing like the showing up to like a gymnasium that was like basically a bit auditorium kind of situation. And they would like throw rocks around. Like they they cared about the beautification of their body uh, in the Greek and Roman world. But he was like, you're going to do that. But God, it's godliness, right? So we've been battling this from the very beginning, but it's easier to focus just on my spirit and God, my relationship with God, that yes, that's a good place to start. Our hearts are deceived. Our hearts are are wounded. And so God comes for for the heart, comes for the heart, but our minds get polluted by the world, the information we've received. And then our bodies ultimately pay that price of, of the sin and generations of sin. So it's all connected. Here's what we got to remember that God is spirit. We know that John tells us that God is spirit. And in the beginning, when God created things, it's like this spirit of God, this love, God who is love, God who is beauty, God who is pure goodness. God is the thing that makes our heart flutter and beat. Why you see something beautiful or something joyful, like oh, you, your, your spirit lifts up because that's, that's who God is. But God decided to make himself seen. Mm. He created, he made a world, he made beauty. That's why the beauty could draws us to it, but it's just to t- draw us to God. And so God gives us or makes bodies. He makes us male, female, sons and daughters. And he loves our bodies. He thinks they're good designs. Think about that, everyone. Your body is good. Here's how you know why that your body is good. God created it to reset itself over and over again. Think about it. If you cut yourself shaving like your leg, or if you cut a wound open, the body heals. You don't just bleed out. He's created it good. So the body's always trying to come back to good, but we have bad choices. Our hearts, our souls are, are bent. And so we make bad choices. So the body is good. The design of it is good. It's always, always fighting to get you and save you and keep you well. The heartbeat, everything, you don't have to think about swallowing, blinking. You don't have to do that. You know, right now, if you stop swallowing, Heather, you would die. Yeah. You would gag, choke, die. You don't have to think about it. God's like, I'm going to make this so that they just, they live, they live, going to live. So I love Ezekiel and those dry bones. Can these dry bones live? Yes, oh sovereign Lord. Well, you know, can prophesy to those bones. Take your breath, your spirit, speak into those bones and watch them come alive. So the body is good. God created it because he wanted to make something beautiful seen. And that's why everybody you see shape, size, it's beautiful. It's good. Yeah. Now, perhaps the, the heart, though, our choices that we're making, the thoughts that we're thinking are not good but those can be made good too. So we want to not segregate that out. What we do at Revelation Wellness a lot and what my whole journey has been, I've been finding out through all this 
is sometimes to get to God a little bit, I don't know, differently is to approach from the bottom up, Mm. which means like, just let me get in my body. I wish I had my brain. Well, I have a model of a brain. I do have a brain, but I have a model. (laughs) Your brain develops from the bottom up. When you're in your mother's womb, the brain stem, the the brain stem makes it possible for you to blink and suck and swallow and do all the things as a baby you don't think about doing. That brain stem is fully developed, the bottom up. It's responsible for all things of the body. Then it moves up to the emotional brain, which is your limbic system, your amygdala, where you think and learn and have memory and process emotions. So our kids are pretty active there, you know, emotional memory. And then as you develop, the brain gets stronger up in the reasoning part of the brain. So you have your body brain, which is the bottom, you have your emotional brain, and then you have your thinking brain at the top, prefrontal medial cortex. I can solve math problems. I can think optimistically and reasonably. Now, everyone keep in mind, you're born with a full brain, but they're not Parts of them are not activated and fully alive until you're 25 years old. That's why rental car companies don't rent. There you go. Until you're 25, because your prefrontal cortex cortex is is not fully developed. Stupid decisions, which is so funny. I'm like, oh God. But I just believe he smiles and he knows. Mm -hmm. It's a setup so that we would know him, that we would choose when we're ready. And there's that innocence of a child that doesn't know better. So I can go all kinds of places with that. But but Revelation Wellness and what we encourage everyone is to just get back in your body. Mm. You know, you can't reason yourself into health sometimes because you know the math equations. You know all the things to do, but you don't do them. You can't reason yourself there. Sometimes you just have to get in your body, declare it's good, give God thanks for breath, for, for the ability to walk, to move, get in that gratitude place. Kids are, well, initially pretty selfish, but then they are pretty easy to be pleased, right? Children, young children, you can make them so happy so easily. We got to get back into that, that young place, the body, moving the body for fun, for joy. And that actually can help the, the brain rewire itself. So there is some neuroscience behind getting in your body and calling it good, but your body has to feel safe, right? So a lot of people, it just doesn't feel safe because we've lived so separate from it for so long. And your body is beautifully makes God see. That's that's the big point. And to hear even that label that it's good if someone listening has experienced trauma related to their body yes. of any kind. And I think that then that mind-body separation yeah, started and protection. Yes. And, and then if there's been any kind of labeling from parents or others as far as like beauty is concerned, whether you were gifted with what a person may deem on the outside, beautiful, and like too much attention was given to the outside yeah. and you separate or you weren't exactly what they were hoping for you would look like. And so you're separated. And so mm. a lot of outside labels that do create that disconnect mm-hmm. from the body and believing what God says about us. And I, and if y'all have never experienced revelation wellness, you definitely need to check it out. Pause this, go check it out. But like, I know that when I have experienced workouts through your ministry. It is unbelievable how moving the body and getting the body going mm-hmm. connects you to the devotion that is then preached over yeah. me in a way that's different from me just sitting in a pew that's right. on a Sunday morning. There is yep. there is a supernatural yeah. 
phenomenon that happens yeah. when I have been a part of a revelation wellness workout. What if you want to call that? What do you even call it a workout? I mean, I don't feel like yeah, it's a workout. Yeah, I feel it's like it's a worship workout. It's hard. It's exactly. like a worship I, experience. It's, yeah. it's joyful movement. It's mm-hmm. like, I was just reading today, Heather, in Acts 3, when Peter and John are walking by a man that was begging or, you know, and they, the Holy Spirit had already had just fallen on everyone. <laughs> and he says, silver and gold, I cannot give you to this lame beggar, but in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And the guy gets up and walks. And it says that he left walking, leaping and praising. Mm-hmm. Walking, walking is our ability to do whatever it is. Like everyone, we, we need walking to do about our life, but leaping is joy. And I think that is what I feel Revelation Wellness, when we get you walking, moving, whatever, and then the Holy Spirit is part of it because the word of God is there, then there is this joy that kind of comes. It, it supersedes yeah. a workout. It supersedes a workout. But can I also tell you, Yeah, it's not just supernatural. It's also natural how God designed mm-hmm. our body. So when mm-hmm. you go for a walk or move your body, it's rhythmic in some way, your bilateral movement of the brain, right, left, right, left. And somehow when you're moving and the blood flow comes up, it actually occupies, it, it occupies any part of you that if you have trauma or body shame, negative thinking, when you move your body, you can't think two things at one time. So your brain actually, uh, you're, you're holding on to that. The movement occupies the part of your body that kind of obsess or neglects. And this is shown in neuroscience. So when you're exercising, it's called the hippocampus in your brain starts to get active. And that's the part of your brain that releases new brain cells. So it's like you are doing neurogenesis, which is new gene or new, new cells for your brain. The body gets active. You occupy it as you're moving, but then you've got some new brain cells and some chemistry going on. Then you're hearing the word of God at the same time. And that's just starting to take it up. That's why a lot of people have come and done Revelation Wellness in some way. And they're like, I've been a Christian my whole life. I know Jesus did the Awanas. I'm a pastor's wife. Da, 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 da. But today when I did this with you in my body and you had us do this, I met Jesus, like Jesus walked in, like there was an encounter. There was a, not just information, but emotion and then encounter and then leap, right? You just kind of, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. he's here. So it is different than just sitting down on a Sunday and and getting a good message, which we need. But right. my gosh, good we have teaching, so yeah. much good teaching at our fingertips now. We've got to process this stuff. Well, and experience it viscerally. Like yes. any kind of shame work I've heard from like Dr. Kurt Thompson, that it's that experience of being in community and feeling that yeah. pushing away of shame that then reminds you when shame starts to come up that what it was like to be known and loved for who you are. Mm-hmm. And so when we have spent that time with Jesus and we experience the true identity of who he says mm-hmm. we are and viscerally, then mm-hmm. we can we can access it more quickly in a moment that isn't in a revelation wellness workout. Or, or Yeah. And it's going to be strong for people. I know people that engage with revelation wellness this way. It's going to be strong for people who have had trauma come against their body, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, have been promiscuous with their body in some way, you know, have just believed the lies for so long about their body. And then they get into food addictions or disordered eating. And so all the like that just opens up for some people more than others. So it's really for those that are like trying to get back to the good of their good body. I 
I've met so many moms who want to live with intention this year. And one of the areas that you may be looking at is your wardrobe and wanting to be responsible with your purchases. And so that's why I love connecting you with Rothy's because not only am I presenting a really adorable shoe option that is comfortable, but I know that they have this sustainable signature thread that is made from recycled materials that helps make them soft and flexible and look great. And my favorite thing, that you can wash them and they look so good, even though I've worn them, like I've told you before, the sneakers all around New York City, um, their little flats, the little points I have worn a lot and I will be pulling out this spring. And I've had my Rothy's for years and they look so good still. It's amazing. You can find all kinds of styles, whether it's flats, loafers, sneakers, lots of colors and prints. You know I'm all about knowing your colors and styles you wear season after season. So you can just throw them in the wash and they'll be ready to go. If you want to check them out and find some stylish and comfortable shoes, shop Rothy's and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com forward slash DMA for Don't Mom Alone. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash DMA. You mentioned it really quickly, but talk to us about this tension between the neglect and the obsessed. Mm-hmm. Like I think mm-hmm. that some can swing back and forth between the two. Some can stay in one yeah. camp, but yeah. talk yeah. to us about that. Well, first of all, I love the word tension. I think we confuse pain with tension or discomfort with tension. Like everything in life is growing because of tension. When God created the world, it hangs in tension. Gravity, light, you know, morning, night, up, down, water, land, like if everything kind of has this tension. So obsessing and neglecting they actually are kind of these guardrails of life that they're there because we want to stay out of them, right? But they're holding some tension so that we can we can figure out, wow, am I moving towards obsessing or neglect? Or, you know, am I thinking constantly counting my calories and it's it's taking up so much mental real estate? Or am I over here just like, forget it. I've tried it. Who cares? Doesn't matter. God looks just at my heart. My body doesn't matter. But meanwhile, we feel low energy, brain fog, crabby, we're mean with people, you know, we're just, we're not our best self. So I think the first thing we all need to know is which camp do you fall into predominantly, Yeah. right? Maybe down, look down your history of your family uh, generations of, was it you cursed your body and so you obsessed or cursed your body and so you neglected? Uh, you have to know which way you tend to drift. Like if my car is out of alignment, I got to know, oh, my right tire is low and I could fix that. So I'm not opposed to tension. I think it's actually wonderful, but uh, it says in Galatians 5.17 that the flesh is opposed to the spirit and the spirit is opposed to the flesh, right? The spirit and the flesh, tension. My flesh is pulling me this way and the spirit is pulling me that way, or they're pushing against each other. They're working in opposition. And Paul says, it's so that you won't do what you want to do. (laughs) Like, great. I just want to do what I want to do. But to think about that ultimate win is that the spirit wins. You want the spirit to ultimately get the say. So you don't do what you want to do. And you'll know when you're living according to your flesh, you will fall deep into those pits of 
you'll start drifting towards one or the other. So I think don't neglect tension. You got to be aware of it. And then it is the welcoming in of the spirit. God, come, Holy Spirit, come. Jesus says, I'll send you this helper, this spirit. He will lead you into all truth at all times and teach you and what I've said and bring it to your mind over and over again. So I, I think obsess and neglect is just part of life. You're going to ping pong back around, but it's just the cue to let the spirit get you back in path. When I hear you saying it's not a place to then feel more shame and guilt. Right. Of like, not- oh my goodness, here I am again. I can't, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm obsessing. It's like, nope, just you hit the bumper and yes. ask for you the Holy it. Spirit to That's pull right. you back. And right. And I always picture like with that tension, I always picture these circles that are concentric circles. And it's like if the body's on the out and the spirit's mm-hmm. in the very middle, and then the soul mm-hmm. is getting pulled between the two. Yes. And it's like the soul representing your mind, your emotions and will, your will. emotions. Yeah. yeah. So then it's like, well, if my will, what I want to do is getting pulled to my flesh or my yeah. spirit, the spirit and God's will over me, yeah. my thoughts are more aligned with truth or they align with lies because of what I'm consuming. Like maybe it's a consideration of, am I consuming other people's messages mm-hmm. in a way that's causing me to obsess? Is there an right. input here Come on. that is not God's word that Come is on. pulling me towards the flesh and not the spirit? That's right. And that's then, right. It, and then your emotions like, okay, there's emotions here. I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling fear. What's behind that? If mm-hmm. I'm obsessing and I'm obsessing because I need to be a certain size, I have to recognize this is Heather talking. Mm-hmm. That is a fear of rejection. That Come is a fear on. of wanting other people's ding, approval. Ding. Go. I have a big thing coming up in two weeks here, Elisa, oh. and I'm wanting to look approved based on look a number. Ama- this on is a where scale. I get, you look amazing. Well, you're I so mean, like, sweet. Like, but I you're get so it. Sweet, but in my brain, I am, I am the biggest I've ever been in my whole life on this earth, mm-hmm. beyond pregnant. And so my brain is saying, you are not acceptable. Mm. Jesus. Name. Jesus name. By his wounds, we are healed. Everyone, let's, let me take a minute. In this world, you will have trouble. We have all lived through trouble when it comes to our body. And trouble can look like, it, trouble isn't just, oh, that was a rough day. It's, it's various forms of adversity and trauma. And trauma does not have to be, I lived through war, I was held at gunpoint, and I was sexually abused. Those are big traumas where our body literally seizes. We become yeah. overwhelmed by a nervous system. That's one form. There are little traumas over and over. It's like microaggressions, death by a thousand yeah. paper cuts against yeah. our body, the body. So when you watch an advertisement or you've, you did a diet and it worked and then it didn't work. And then you feel the shame of it. And then round and round we go by his wounds. We were healed. Did you know the Greek word for wounds means trauma mm. by Jesus's trauma, by Jesus's trouble, by Jesus's lacerations, by everything we've been healed. I, when ugh, I could cry, when I start to think about how much I think about myself, <laughs> Like I get stuck on myself. I'm like upset. I'm like, God, where are you? And I'm I'm stuck in my little trouble zone, my little trauma zone. And I'm like, wait a minute. Jesus died and resurrected. God, come and give me the joy of Mary finding you at a at a tomb alive. You are alive. You are alive. Resurrect me. Get me back to where you are because 
I got lost and was licking my wounds over here. By your wounds, I'm healed. By your, by his wounds, my body is good. We have to rewrite the story and we do it with the partnership of the Holy Spirit. Man, I like crying, Justina. <laughs> I know. I'm not afraid. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. Well, and vulnerable, the word is, is wound. So yeah. to wound or open yourself up to wounding. So there you go. Um, okay. So in all of that, how do we honor our bodies? Mm-hmm. Hold, we've hold, we talk about the tension and going between neglect and obsessed, mm-hmm. but like getting aligned with the spirit, getting our soul aligned with the truth and our emotions and doing that work. What does it look like to honor? And what does it look like to have that freedom? The freedom yeah. that kind that came with the cross, like <laughs> it was for freedom. We've been set free and we're not grabbing it. Right. Yeah. First of all, I'm going to work backwards. Freedom is not a look. It's a feeling. Mm-hmm. There it is. Freedom's not a look, everyone. Who, if freedom, what's like the universal si- sign of freedom? Somebody like opening up their arms, right? Like opening up their arms like this. That's like, I'm free, 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 free falling, just free. There is no look to that. It's just the expression of my heart going out. The other thing I love about, I think about with freedom, you know, when we worship, we're like, we tend, generally we put our hands up. And it is, does, it looks like that symbol of freedom. But to me, sometimes worship is this posture of, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like a shrugging. Like, yeah, a like, I don't know. Up, yeah. Like, I don't shrugged. know. Yeah. I don't know. Right. But that's what sets me free. I don't know. You know. So I'm going to give it to you. Mm. I don't know what's going on in my body. I don't know. You know. I'm going to give it to you. And if there's mm. something I need to know, you're going to let me know because you get, gave me a helper. You know, so what it looks like to honor God with our body (laughs) really is to unlock, open the door and let him in, which means be a really good host of the spirit. Be like you are housing God to honor God is to be a good host to him. Your body is where he wants to be. It's where he chose. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, he didn't say, I'm going to give you the spirit and he's going to visit you. And, you know, once in a while, no, the spirit came into them. This indwelling God is inside of me. So to honor God with my body is to be a good host of him with my body. So if you're going to host someone, wait, go ahead. Well, I'm just thinking what came to my brain is the childhood messaging that we would get in the church. Your body is a temple. But with that came a lot of shame. Yeah. The other way, like you better not X, Y, and Z, it became a a morality statement. So for people who are all of a sudden triggered and hearing, yeah, you're housing the Holy Spirit, so you better do it Mm -hmm. right and you better Mm -hmm. lose that weight and you better, Mm -hmm. it's another, it's another list of things to do. Mm -hmm. And I think I I understand when, when your your body's the temple, temple feels like attention. Like I got (laughs) to clean the temple. I got to, you know, a, a church isn't usually, you don't want it dirty. Like there's a lot yeah. of things where yeah. I like to think it's my home. This is the home. This is where God chose to dwell, dwelling. We have magazines called dwell about homes and architecture. Like it's a place you want to linger. Like a hospitality, like a, yes. like a hospitable towards like the comfortable Lord. and yes. loving yes. and kind, yes. not sterile and holy in a way that's not that's welcoming. Right. If you knew God was coming over today, sure, you would probably pick up the house a little bit, right? Like everyone would be like, all right, let me pick up my stuff. But he knows it's there. 
but it's your heart being like, I want to make this ready for him. I want to prepare room for him. God, Jesus is coming. I'm going to prepare my room, but you wouldn't be doing it out of, oh my gosh, Jesus is coming. He's Maybe judge me. He's going to judge. Right, if you carry yeah. shame, then you'll think that, but I would be like, he's coming. Oh my gosh. So excited. Like you would just get excited about he's coming. Let me make him a room. Let me prepare for him a place to stay. I hope he stays forever. I hope he never leaves me. I want to be a good host to him. So with that, we, we got to think about what does he want? What does he want mm. in my body? Mm. He wants peace, joy, yeah, comfort, compassion, kindness, a soft place to lay his head mm. and strong legs to say, let's go about in the day and let's go enjoy something, right? If I have a house guest, two things I'm supposed to do. I need to take care. They have a place to lay their head. Give him a food to eat, which is the word of God. If you want to feed him in your home, read the word that feeds that spirit. It, it helps this healthy relationship as a friend and a host of this, this house guest, they're not even a house guest. They're moving in to live with you. <laughs> then, then they want to go see the world. Oh, you got the grand Canyon. Let's go to the grand Canyon. Let's go see some things. Let's go talk to some people. Let's, let's go out about the day. So it's this tender place to be with God. And, and feel very vulnerable and soft. And we can talk about anything all the time. But then there is this also, okay, we're going to go do some things today. We're going to do some challenging things today. And God doesn't stand there testing us. He goes with us. Let's go do this together. That's how we honor God is this reality is that he's with us all the time. So when I think negatively about my body, when I'm shaming myself, or I think I'm old, blah, blah, blah. First of all, it's just going to happen, everyone. In this world, you will have trouble. It's going to come. So don't judge yourself because there came, but be aware that it came. The minute you can be aware, the enemy has, he's losing ground because with your awareness, then again, it's like you, boop, you hit the guardrail. Okay, come back. Holy Spirit, where are you? You are joy. Wherever you are, there is freedom. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And that just brings me back. So whatever I have to do to bring freedom back in, do I need to go for a walk and listen to worship music? Do I need to go sit in the sun and feel the wind in my face? Do I, for me, I know when I'm, I just feel like we don't need more information. Yeah. It's, it's like, yes, you can say a scripture that's good, but go and we talked about that visceral, go do something that makes that real for you. So yeah, I, I go out in the world a lot. I look for him. I look for scripture to come alive, not just be stuck in my head. I want it to move into my heart. The whole point of renewing our mind, and which is what part of what we do at Revelation Mom is help people heal their brains from trauma because exercise will help help the neurogenesis, help restructure, re-architect the brain from any type of shame or trauma or body dysmorphia, eating disorders you've lived through, because those leave a mark on our on not just our souls, but our actual biology. But when we heal that, we got to get into the heart. It's got to get down into the heart. Otherwise, mm. it's just more head knowledge. More knowledge, yeah. I've gotten to the point where I am loving the body I have. And so even recently, because I've had my style done by my friend and I'm leaning into the size that I am, I love how easy Stitch Fix makes it to go in there and find things that are my style and my size. The sizes are already plugged into my profile because I already took a quiz and I already told them what I loved. I, I found some jeans that are fantastic and fit my body 
and came within a week. And so I have also found boots there and shoes there and tops and sweaters and coats. So if you want to know the secret to loving what you're wearing, check out Stitch Fix. Now, you can also just take their quiz, tell them what you love, and a stylist will start to learn your tastes and collaborate with you on looks you love, and they'll send you items to try on at home, and you just send back what you don't love. But I also think their store option is fantastic, where they've narrowed in, they can see what I've already bought and tell me things that would look great with it, all the way down to the accessories, shoes. To me, it is the perfect blend of not obsessing, but also not neglecting how I show up where I'm going and whether it's speaking or on the sidelines of a basketball game, I'm so thankful for Stitch Fix. If you want to check it out, Stitch Fix is offering my listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com forward slash DMA. That's stitchfix.com forward slash DMA for $20 off today. Stitchfix.com forward slash DMA. One place I have been frustrated with my body is with my skin, and it has been a problem as an adult with blemishes and breakouts, particularly at certain times of the month, and I've been really, really thankful that through sponsorship, I connected with Glad Skin because their products are super gentle and effective. And they're for people of all ages. And whether you have eczema prone, acne prone, or rosacea prone skin, their microbalance, this revolutionary smart protein, it restores the balance of the good and the bad bacteria that live on your skin so it can finally heal. I have been months without breakouts. And it's so effective that 91% of users, adults and children who tried their eczema cream reported significant improvement in just seven days. So if you wanna check it out um, for adults, especially the Microbalance Glad Skin is steroid free. It doesn't have harsh ingredients and it's clinically proven to reduce the eczema symptoms. It's also, they have a baby formula that is an oatmeal free formula, non-toxic, free of steroids and other irritants. Pediatricians and dermatologists, they love Glad Skin for babies three months and up. So it's approved by the National Eczema Association. You can start your journey to stronger and healthier skin today with Glad Skin. They're offering my listeners 15% off plus Free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash DMA. That's gladskin.com slash DMA for 15% off plus free shipping. Gladskin.com slash DMA. And, and thinking of that, like some of that conflict that comes or the lacking of freedom, or you even said it as we age, or as you and I, I'm sure you have friends who've gone through cancer and different physical Mm -hmm. disease of some kind. And they feel like their body's failing them. Like when you said the body was good, they were like, ha, not for me or like, oh, "Oh, take care of it. And they're like, but it betrayed me, you know? Mm. And so Mm -hmm. what do we say to ourselves or if we're believing that or to someone who's telling, feeling that like betrayal with aging or with time, or even, you know, all the moms that are listening who've whether it was a miscarriage or whether it was even just dealing with a postpartum body, it just feels like what <laughs> you made a yeah. person, but I'm not feeling it right now. Yeah. Well, I do want to, first of all, say if you're not feeling good, your body, if your body feels like it's failing you, please do get checked out. <laughs> like do 
find out because yeah, we are in a fallen world. Unfortunately, our bodies do fall apart. There is, you know, postpartum depression. We, these chemicals and hormones, it's, it's a delicate dance of life. Uh, And can we all just remember, this is always hard to, is that this is transient. Like this is not it. we, We try so hard to hold on to it. We want what we want here. And I get it. And God knows it too. But man, I just know eternity is going to be like, oh my gosh, right? Like all the things we made this world about, but he has empathy for us because Jesus put on skin. He felt all the pain. He understands it. So there is an intercessor for us that understands, but that reality of you're not feeling well, well, get it checked out. Like, okay, what is it? Maybe it's your hormone levels are off. Maybe you do get some diagnosis that is absolutely destroys you or feels like, oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, you have to sit with that. If there's anything you can do to partner, to work against the disease or the sickness or whatever it is, then that's on, that's that's a choice. We we choose, are we going to do that or not do that? Right. But I always tell people, remember a diagnosis is not a prognosis, like Mm -hmm. a diagnosis that something is wrong. It's that's okay. Thank you for those that reality check doctor or diagnose, whatever it is. Thank you. Okay. Now I'm going to take this to the good physician. God, what is true about this? What do you want me to do? But that takes a surrendered heart, right? That goes back to, there are choices that I probably can make. The body's good. Our choices are not good. Our choices are are what we, we think, feel, and choose in a way that is not God centered. So that's what twists us, mars our soul, and then our bodies pay the price. And eventually our body is going to die dust to dust because Adam and Eve in the beginning did what they did. And so there's just this consequence for it, but we're redeemed at the same time. So if someone says, my body feels like it's failing me, I would say, please do get it checked out. Once you know there's something there, because a lot of times people are afraid to find out. They're just like, my body's failing me. Well, maybe find out why, Yeah. if you can do that, if you have resource to a doctor. Often, even if you don't have resource to a doctor, ask the Holy Spirit. If you can't, don't have resource to do it, ask. He'll bring things to mind, little mm-hmm. things that you can do to help. Maybe you're not getting good sleep. Everything starts with good sleep. We talked about that, Heather. Get good sleep. She's got a bed delivered while we're talking. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Sleep tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna DM you tomorrow. Oh, How yeah. was your sleep? Yes, yes. But no, it's true. Every yeah. good work, every rebuilding work starts with rest. Yeah. Rest. Yeah. And that's what makes those new mom, like the young mom years so challenging. Oh, so challenging. I are trying I'm, to do all the things and you literally mm-hmm. are not sleeping. Right. Your brain can't have time to, aren't mm-hmm. there proteins that build up in your brain and it takes rest to like break those protein down. And that's why it's foggy. Like your it's brain gets fair. all foggy. It's not fair. You're telling your mom, like, Lord, he's like, it's no. been a minute since you and I lived through that, but. Yeah, it's real yeah, enough no. to remember that that was hard. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got friends with little ones still. And I'm like, wow, I I know, I know. That's because rest is so, it's so important. It Absolutely. shows. It shows and, and, and I get it. And so you do what you can to get, get the sleep. You can, it's, it's a season. They will eventually sleep. <laughs> Thank God. My, my son is at college. He's sleeping well, <laughs> maybe as opposed to his first three years, three months of life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think your body, your body isn't failing. Your body is trying to get you back. I mean, the fact again, that you have a heartbeat, 
that you are able to take food in, put food out, whatever it is, like it is working for you. But thoughts that we have about our body, thoughts that we think, and I really believe this, if you think over and over how bad your body is or how much it's against you, it is against you. Like you speak that into the truth. It becomes true. It's your truth. It becomes the reality of, of the lens you see everything. So we have to break up with the cursing of our bodies, break up with saying something's bad, but contending with, okay, there's something I feel bad. Like, what is it about me feeling bad? It's not about my body. It's like, I feel bad. So I make bad choices often. And then that just perpetuates that cycle of poverty. You're talking about like listening to your body and that disconnect from your body and your brain and how I've experienced that through various eating plans that I've been a part of. Yes, ma'am. Talk to us before we are done with our time about the the diet culture versus intuitive eating. And mm-hmm. and I have a little question. Like I remember doing, gosh, veg, it was some kind of veggie chewable that helped you get ve- veggies and fruits. But they were saying that your cells remember what you ate. And so you'll crave what your body's used to eating. Mm-hmm. So like, talk to me about that and in intuitive eating. Like if I'm used to eating Doritos and McDonald's, I'm gonna want mm-hmm. some McDonald's and some Doritos. And mm-hmm. that may not be what's best for my good body. Yeah. But it's what my intuitively I'm thinking I need. Great. That's so good. Make sure I come back to the Doritos thing in case I don't. First of all, difference between dieting and intuitive eating. So we need yes. to define that. Yes. Dieting is eating based on how you want to look. Mm. Intuitive eating is eating based on how you want to feel. Ah. They're very different. Yeah. So dieting, I want to change how my body looks. Intuitive eating is I want to trust how my body feels. Yeah. So one is to get in touch with your body. Now, again, you're absolutely right. Like, all right, my my cravings of what I want is Doritos. Okay. What the intuitive eating world would say is you want to stop applying morality to food. Doritos bad, something good. And I right. agree with that because listen, yeah. that's a lot of eating food disorders. It comes down to, to energy. Right. Yeah. Food all comes yeah. down to energy. The reason God gave you food is so that you have energy. In the beginning, there were no Doritos. <laughs> In the beginning, fruits, vegetables, here's some trees. These are going to work out. But of course, we got pretty creative as human beings do. And we've we've processed food and done different different kind of things. And listen, a lot of food processing comes from a history of trying to get through winters. Canning food is an early form of processing food. And then our hearts just start to make money and all the things. So yes, it's real, but we can come back to the fact that the food is there to give you energy at the very end. If I'm hungry and I need something, a Dorito will help me. Like I'm going to get some energy, but too much of it, or if that's all I have, then yes, I will have the cravings for it. What intuitive eating does is really not about the food. We kind of go, let's, let's stop thinking so much about the food Doritos are on the table. You can have Doritos and have whatever you want, but you have to pull back, do the harder work or the holier work of slowing down, assessing, am I really hungry or am I just craving? You got to start to know the difference of what this is, a want versus a need or wanting versus liking. I talk about that in in some programming that we've made because I can want stuff but I don't necessarily like the way I feel afterward if I eat too much of it. So in the intuitive eating world, they'd be like, you can have Doritos, but if you'll eat them intentionally and intuitively, you won't eat the whole bag of them. You'll just have enough and you'll 
because you're in your right mind thinking about I'm eating because how I want to feel, you won't eat them to the point that you feel disconnected from your body. Diets help you disconnect from your body. Mm. What intuitive eating does constantly says, you got to come back to your body. What's going on? Are you really hungry? Are you in a bad mood? Are you like, it's so- Am I bored? Am I feeling stressed? Like if you've done the work to realize, okay, what are my patterns? Yes. Yes. And you can, you can kind of just pay attention to that and find out where your weak points are and how then the Holy spirit can come and help you. We have a program right now. Can I, can I, can I say oh, this please? Program? Please. Yeah. And then I'm going to let you go. I promise. Cause I know you have a day. You have a day. I, I, I need a shower to look as good as you. <laughs> well. Um, there's, we have a program right now called food is not the boss of me. Food mm-hmm. is not the boss of me. And that's exactly what this is about teaching people how to trust their own body again, to trust their fullness and hunger cues, to trust, like just come back to what's going on inside of you. And then we can approach food and consider what it is to eat because most when they begin to get intuitive and just pay attention to what they're eating. First of all, you got to get rid of all or nothing because that's what diets do. Diets give you a plan and you follow it, you know, and, and you get the results you want. Intuitive eating is, is kind of it, it floats a bit. It, it, you're, you're not going to nail it. You're kind of in and you're out and you're in and you're out. And that's, a, that's how you know you're doing more responsive to your blood sugar levels dropping. Cause you're paying attention to like, yep. My blood sugar is dropping and I need to get my, energy. yes, yes, yeah. yes. You will have more, your eating patterns might change a little bit because you might be realizing, Oh, I was eating before. Cause I was just bored. I just did that at that time of day. But you also might find like, oh, I'm really didn't know I'm hungry now. I usually just sit through this. So food is not the boss of me helps take those practical things about learning to trust your body and hunger and fullness cues, which I just believe God made you that way. Let's see if we can get that back. And then because it's revelation wellness and then there's more, the Holy Spirit, like we're bringing God's word into it. We're yeah. bringing the truth. We're bringing, we're redeeming and healing those wounds of our hearts and minds that keep us living disconnected and chasing another diet over and over. And just the, the, like I said, the gig is up, it's fallow ground. And the enemy knows we're coming with living water. He's going to lose ground. We just got to pull out the living water, get in our sober minds, break up with diet culture, break up with the fact that we think our body should look some way. (sighs) Amen. Jesus. But our bodies, can I say, I think should, we, we have a hope to feel a certain way. Yeah. I think that's key for me. Like I've even noticed, yes, although I'm not maybe the size that I've ever been in my life, mm-hmm. I started doing a like a Pilates program, which feels good feels to me good to- mm-hmm. because I did ballet in middle school mm-hmm. and like yes. I can feel more connected from my ankles to, to the top wow. of my head Beautiful. because it's like a full experience. And yeah. and, and it's, it is confusing when I stand on the scale and I see a number, but I'm like, but I feel good. So this yeah. is a confusing concept. Yeah. So you've helped me just be free of what has shackled me. Maybe I need to get my sledgehammer and smash the You do, girl. Scale like you. You got to go, go to my Yeah, did you see it on my Instagram? No, I now really that think I'm, I'm following you. Now that the I, Instagram I, lets I me geez, whatever. Instagram betrayed us. May I do think because we're coming out of such diet culture yeah. Like we're all in this together, ladies, we're all in it together where I think there will be this, the weight comes on, like, and we're going to reset, like, what mm-hmm. is my body supposed to be given yeah. the season I'm in? We got to let ourselves go and, and have that ability to explore that 
then as we stay in our bodies, who knows what will come? Like, I don't yeah. know, maybe well, you'll come I mean, down some pounds. What's maybe coming for me is menopause. Oh yeah. That's a fun ride. Let have so me back on the saying, show for that one. Yeah. I'm just I got saying, the, I got the goods like, on that one. Talking about hormones and all the things that you can't, I'm just saying like it, there's yeah. a lot a out of the control that is just part of the process and not being angry with my body that it's going through this next Amen. season, you it's know, waste, waste of energy guys. Life is about so much more. Your body shows the beauty of the kingdom of God. Just do whatever it is to continue to manage, like make that happen inside. Well, Be I appreciate host. you. I think you're amazing. I and love you. Well, we can talk so many more times. I'm not going to let six <laughs> years go by. I was going to say that six years, I'll be 57. I'm just saying. You better. I don't know. You know, there was a slight so pandemic years. in there, which messes up my time <laughs> continue. I don't know what time it is, time but continue. yes. Um, but it. thank you for joining me and being so gracious and kind and I love you. ministering to me. So it's fantastic. You're beautiful. So thankful and to know you. Love you. All right. Me too. Thanks y'all for joining me today. I hope this did minister to you. I mean, truth, when truth comes at you, God has a way of using it. It resonates with the spirit in you. And if you are looking for more help, please connect with Elisa and her team over at Revelation Wellness. They have so many great things available. She has been doing this for a long, long time. And I'm super thankful for her faithfulness in that. I'm going to pray over this us because I know this is a place where spiritual warfare is happening. Lord, I thank you for my own freedom. I thank you that you are so willing to come in and disrupt the lies that we're believing, but it requires us to bring them to you. And I pray that any wounding that has happened in someone's past, whether it was someone's words, whether it was labels, whether it was a parent wanting to help, but causing more harm than good, that we're not blaming the parents, we're not shaming the parents, but that we are bringing the beliefs that started back then, beliefs that our value and worth came from an outward appearance and not from an inner worth, that there was something wrapped up in a protection or um, a need for control or whatever it was, Lord, that we know it's the thing is not the thing most often. And I pray that you would bring to mind right now, whatever that is for the person who's listening and that they can present that to you, Lord, and just say, Lord, forgive me. I've been believing this is true about how I care for my body or how I don't care for my body. Will you forgive me? And we know that your abundant forgiveness pours out and you are always willing to align our hearts with the truth of what you say about us and what you believe about us and your infinite love for us. We thank you, God, for giving us bodies that we can be your hands and feet to minister wherever we go, that we get to take your love and joy and peace and comfort to so many hurting people around us. And I pray that the enemy will no longer have a foothold when it comes to our bodies, that the shame would no longer keep us hidden from the great plans you have for us, that we can move forward in freedom just as we are. And I thank you for doing that in my own heart and mind and allowing me to partner with you and the things that you're doing in my own life. And Lord, I'm just full of gratitude to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, getting a little carried away there. <laughs> oh, y'all, thank you for trusting me, listening, 
sharing with your friends, leaving reviews, all the things you do to support the show that I may not get to directly thank you for, but I really do know that in nine years of creating the show, there's been no master marketing plan. Y'all are it. And so thank you for trusting me and walking with me. And so next week, I'll be back with a guest I've wanted to have on since I started the show. I've known her a very long time, and she is a dear, dear follower of Christ. And Voss Camp is going to be on the show next week, and I'm thrilled to share her with you. Uh, if you guys want, I have really exciting <laughs> news that unless if you don't listen to the show right when it comes out you're you might you're gonna miss this announcement this is why you sign up for the emails from me i'm gonna be part of a live event here in dallas it's happening february 16th and i'm gonna put the details about it in my email that's going out this week and probably in the next week's email so if you're not getting them you can always sign up go to olaheather.com I would love for you to be there if you're in the area and it's just a part of what I can't wait to tell y'all what God is doing. He is putting things together and I am just in awe of him. So I hope that you can see his grace in your own life today and I will meet you back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us. Moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.